ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again, it's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockhunt, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 my goddess. So I have a confession to make. I have been exhausted. Maybe it's not that much of a confession, knowing that I'm a mom of a toddler. I have a full client load of amazing coaching clients and groups that I run and programs that I run and speaking all over the world. And I'm a wife and I own a household and running a business and need to be thinking about like, what's the next program? What's the next thing I'm offering? And a daughter and like all these things. But I came home from co-leading the retreat in Miami this past weekend at 10 o'clock at night. I think it was 10 o'clock at night on Monday night. And at 10 o'clock the next morning, I was leading Women's Happiness Day. And I had like, I don't know, I think 170 or 180 women signed up for this free event I was doing for Women's Happiness Day. And the retreat in Miami was amazing. It was beautiful. It was powerful. Women went so deep. Women elevated so high. And I was fried. Like I hold so much space. It's such sacred space. We go so deep. It's every minute of the day. Like it's it's a lot. And so I came home at 10 o'clock at night on Monday night and was leading this event, this free event for Women's Happiness Day. I wanted to teach women the science of happiness. I wanted to excite you and inspire you and empower you. And I, it's a holiday I created. If you've never heard of Women's Happiness Day, it's because I created it. <laughs> Why shouldn't I create a holiday? Why shouldn't you? Think about it. There's like International Mint Chip Ice Cream Day and Global Olive Oil Tasting Day. So like, why shouldn't there be a Women's Happiness Day? And I created it during one of the darkest times of my life. I've shared this story on previous episodes. When I went through the second miscarriage, I, I just felt like there kind of wasn't a point anymore. And so in all of the, the tools that I use to heal, one of my tools is to alchemize pain into purpose. And so after some amount of time, probably six months, I started really saying, and what else can I birth? And feeling how there were so many women around the world. In fact, twice as many women are depressed as men. Women suffer from more anxiety. Women have more experiences of abuse, mental, physical, sexual, all kinds. Women have more experience of rape. Women are paid less. Women are still doing the majority of household care and child care. And yet we are in the workplace in almost equal numbers. Our ability to fix the wage gap is like 200 years away. I mean, there's so much pressure. And I created a holiday because I wanted a day to celebrate women. I wanted a day for women to know that you are worthy of your deepest joy and deepest fulfillment. And so last Tuesday on October 18th on Women's Happiness Day, I said I was going to deliver this amazing program, this amazing event for women. And then I was bone tired. Like I had nothing to give sister. I thought, okay, I got to gear myself up. I can do this. I get on stage no matter what. Right? Like, there's no crying in showbiz. The show must go on. And I was like gearing myself up. And then I went, I can't, I literally have nothing to give. I am tired. 
I could feel in my body that I was actually starting to get sick. And this would be sick again, because in my household, ever since my two-year-old started preschool, we keep getting respiratory infections. And I was so tired. And so I decided to get on Women's Happiness Day, this event for like 170, 180 women. And I was honest. I started the event different than I normally do. Normally I get on an event like that and I am all energy. And I got on and I said, sisters, I am exhausted. I just came back from Miami and it was wonderful, but I am depleted. Is anyone else exhausted too? And oh my goddess, nearly every woman raised her hand. And we started a conversation about how exhausted we are, how depleted we are, how we feel like we have nothing left to give and how much we're beating ourselves up and all the reasons. And I pulled out in 2018, I wrote a book proposal called The Unhappy Woman, except un was crossed out. And it's the 10 reasons why women are more depressed than men. And I never shopped it out to agents. So if you know an agent out there or if you know a publisher out there, let me know. And what I did during this event was go through reason by reason by reason of why women are more depressed than men and a tip or a tool of what you can do about each and every one of them. We dove deep into perfectionism and what you can do about perfectionism, into comparing ourselves, why we compare ourselves, what the brain is doing there and what we can do about it. I mean, we went so deep that by the end of the call, women were saying this was so moving. Women were sharing big dreams. Women were up dancing. I mean, we all started exhausted and depleted and we ended an hour and a half later dancing. It was so beautiful. And so for this week's episode of the Purpose Girl Podcast, the very best thing is to give you that event, to give you the full hour and a half webinar that I did, because I want you to have the reasons why women are more depressed than men. I want you to have all of the tips and the tools and what to do about it. I want you to share it with your friends, with your sisters, with your mothers, with your daughters. Like, I want to change the world. And the way that the world will change is when women are happy, when women allow themselves our joy, our fulfillment, our freedom, the world will be joyful. The world will be free. I even share in this call why our happiness matters for our children's happiness. Because if you don't do it for yourself, at least do it for them, right? Nearly every mother I know, myself included, will do anything for their child, spend any amount of money that they can. But when it comes to ourselves, we're like, oh, I can't, I shouldn't. When what we actually know from the research because of something called social emotional contagion is that our emotions are contagious to the people that we live with. And so it is my honor, my pleasure to share this webinar with you. If you were one of those 180 women that already heard it, great. Listen to it again. You will get something different. You will get three more things from it. You will hear something and go, wait, she didn't even say that the first time, even though I did. It's just that I jam-packed so much into this. And it was so powerful that women are telling me that they want a course in this, that I should do this as a course, the 10 reason women are more depressed than men and like what to do about them. So that might be coming soon. Please send us an email, team at purposegirl.com. Let us know if you would want that course. It's positive psychology for women. Positive psychology is what I studied. It's the scientific study of happiness and well-being. And I declare that I am one of, if not the world's leading expert on positive psychology for women. I want you to have this full training on women's happiness. And I want you to take it in and I want you to take notes and I want you to really feel it in your body and I want you to do the practices and I want you to share it with everyone you know because that's how we change the world one woman at a time. With that, my love, find me on Instagram, Karen Rockhind. Head on over to Facebook, join the Purpose Girls Facebook group or 5,000 Women Strong and we will support you wherever you are in your own journey to your purpose, your power, your being the woman that you were born to be. 
And as always, let me know what you want to hear from us. I love, love, love sharing with you. With that, my love, may you live purposefully. May you love yourself and may you love life. Bye for now. Hello, 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 my glorious goddesses. Hello, hello, hello. I am happy to be here with you. No pun intended. If ever there was a moment that I need sisterhood, it's this moment. If ever there was a moment that I think we all need sisterhood and we all need coming together and we all need some time, a few minutes dedicated to us to filling our cup, to knowing we are worthy of joy, knowing that we are worthy of purpose, knowing that we are worthy of putting ourselves first. I think this is that moment. I landed um, extremely late last night from leading a retreat in Miami. And so you'll hear that I've lost my voice quite a bit. And you'll probably see me quite emotional because truth be told, I feel incredibly depleted right now. And I don't say that for you to have to take care of me, please. I'm good. I've got lots of support, (laughs) but I share that because I, I don't think I'm alone. Is anyone else feeling so depleted? Anyone else just feeling completely exhausted, completely drained from whatever is going on in your own life, as well as what is happening in the world? We're living at this moment where there is a literal war on women. We are seeing in so many places in so many places, women losing their rights. In so many places, women haven't had rights. We're seeing our sisters in Iran bravely, bravely rise up for their right to wear or not wear what they want to wear or not wear. After the death of our sister, Masa Amini, may she rest in peace. We're seeing women in India fight for their right to wear a hijab. I read today about a woman who, I think she's in Texas. I have to look it up, but um, she's in her second term of pregnancy and her fetus, her baby is, has such Um, abnormalities that the baby won't survive, but she's not allowed where she lives. The baby won't survive and it could kill her to keep the baby inside of her, but she has lost her right. And I don't share all of this to bring you down when it's Women's Happiness Day and we deserve a day for us. But I share all this to say that I think that there's a fuck of a lot happening right now. 
there's a fuck of a lot that can bring us down, that can drain us, that can really threaten our well-being. And that if ever there was a moment when we needed and we deserve to come together and to resource, right? What we're talking about here is to resource ourselves. This is that moment. And today, October 18th, four years ago, I deemed as Women's Happiness Day. I called it Women's Global Happiness Day. And I created Women's Global Happiness Day because I was going through such a rough period of time. And I started to think about my sisters, the women all over the world who were also going through a rough time. And how we give and we give and we're depleted and that we're still the ones who bear the brunt. Do you know women still bear, even even though there's so much more equality, women still do 58% of household chores. So we still do more of the household chores. More than 70% of childcare still falls on the women while women are graduating equal numbers from universities entering the workforce in equal numbers, like (laughs) something's got to give. And maybe you'll resonate with this. Typically what gives is our own well-being. Anyone else? Is that what has given for you your well-being at some other place? And then we add on that all of the ways that women have been that we have been persecuted, that we have been made to stay quiet in our lifetime. And so when I play this song, this could change everything. I really mean that what we're going to talk about today really can change everything. I mean that with every cell of my core, that what we are going to talk about today, honoring ourselves, celebrating ourselves, honoring what we need, learning how to tap into what we need, talking about why it is that women are what is holding women back the most what talking about why it is that twice as many women suffer from depression and anxiety as men what to do about our fear and our shame and our perfectionism what talking about these things having tools having community around them is the most important thing that we can do and so i thank you for being with me today a day that I really need some sisterhood and I really need some love. And so I am here to pour into you and to receive. I'm here for the whole fucking conversation. I'm here for it all. And so I want to thank you for being here. Whether you are on live, you are watching the recording. Welcome to the fourth annual Women's Happiness Day. My, if you don't know me, I assume you do because you're here and I didn't put out any random like Facebook ads. So most of the people here, you must know me from some capacity. My mission in life is to set women free. My mission in life is to light women up so that we light up the world. Because I'm a million percent convinced that when conscious women lead the world, when we are the leaders, this world will change. When we are the leaders, that is when everybody will eat because there's plenty of food. There's enough food for everyone. When women are the leaders, everyone will be educated. When we are the leaders, 
everyone will have equal right to education and not have to spend their life savings for 30 years on it when conscious women lead the world. I'm a million percent convinced that the world will change. And so that is my like bigger why and my bigger mission in all of this. I'm raising a boy. I'm raising a boy who will be a white male. And I take that responsibility very seriously. That he becomes a white man who celebrates women and honors and cherishes women. And who in our household, the white heterosexual man that I'm married to does believe in women running the world. And so that is, I at least want us to be running the world in equal measure. That is my greater mission here. And so I want to thank you for joining me today. And thank you for being with me. And thank you for being with each other. And I want us to pause for one moment to come into our own bodies. Actually, let me pause there and come into the chat. I want to hear who's here. And maybe you've already started this. Who's here? Where are you coming in from? Let's give a hello to everybody. Uh, Yes, other people are feeling, you feel like you're going into final exam week. Yes, hello. Yes, so drained and exhausted. Yes, eventful week. Glad to be here. Yes, yes, yes. It's my honor to bring women here from all over the world. I see so many of you from different places mentioning medical students for choice, grassroots organizations that help medical students get in-person training for emergency medical care. Beautiful. Yes. Women's happiness will change everything. Okay. So coming in, Katya is here from London, Monique from Florida. Welcome. Welcome. Tracy's here from New York. Tracy supporting our call. So grateful for you. Jen in Minnesota. Yes. Laura's here from Ohio. So good. Beth resilience queen from Tampa and from Finland, the country run by five women. Hello. Yes. Adding that in to love it. Deborah is Deb's here from South Bend, Indiana. Monica from California. Kathy's here from outside of Philly. Um, hello. Angela is here from Montana. Jamie's here from Denver. So good. Nellie from Texas. Lisa in New York and London. And so many of you here, whether you are Jane and Kathy, mother and daughter from New York. I love having mother and daughter here. That means so much to me. That means so much to all of us. That's so beautiful. So beautiful. And before I begin, let's just do a check-in. How are you? Like, how are you really? Not the how are you where someone passes you on the street and your answer is supposed to be fine. Or your answer is supposed to be good. Or maybe when your mom calls because you're supposed to be happy and peppy. How are you really? And some of you might be fucking fantastic. And some of you might be really fucking stressed. Some of you might be burnt out. This is a place where we actually want to honor your truth. You get to actually tell the truth here. Beautiful. Lisa is fabulous. All all caps. Great. It's a great day. Great. Monique is stressed. Adrian is feeling different. All right. And if you feel like this is not a place, which means slightly uncomfortable, yeah. Um, Katia says, my therapist says fine means fucked up, insecure, neurotic, and exhausted. <laughs> yes. Jen's at the edge of burnout, working to the surface of the wave right now. Yes. 
um, scared of the big life decision you have made recently. If you can pull it off, I know you can sister. I know you can change is challenging. Yes. Tired, but feeling fabulous. Good feeling accomplished this morning. Great. Great. And I just want to honor the full range here. Like we get to be the full range. This is actually, I'm going to talk about the things that are holding women back and the things that are keeping women from being our happiest self. I actually have written a book proposal called the unhappy woman where on is crossed out. I haven't shared that with anyone. So you guys are the first to hear it here. Um, And it outlines the 10 reasons why women are twice as depressed as men and what we can do about every single one of them. And um, I am really feeling a call to like fucking blast through every single one of them. So we're going to talk about all these things. I'm going to give you practical tips and tools of what we can do with all of them. And as many of you might know, I just launched the Institute of Women and I honestly don't know the next thing I'm going to teach. So I'm going to be asking you like, I have an idea of something to teach around the unhappy woman. And if that is a class that you all would like to take, so we'll be talking about it. Sylvia's inspired a bit nervous about how you're moving forward. I totally hear that sister. I totally hear that. Um, Lorraine recovering from ankle and leg reconstruction at home, pissed and hopeful at the same time. I hear you. I hear you. Being pissed can often be a great fuel for us. Yes. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, Scary change. Okay. Good. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and I want you to feel like this is a safe place. The only man here, I think, is my husband, and he's really here to um, support me emotionally. On the other end of that of that wall, he is here to support me emotionally, um, which I so appreciate. I asked him to come and be here with all of us and holding that divine masculine um, energy that we get. And so we get to have our full range and... Um, And I just want to be, if you see Josh's AI, that's what's going on there. So thank you for being honest with how you are really. And now let's pause for a moment to breathe into our beautiful bodies. I want you to really feel yourself, feel your feet on the ground, sister. So often we're running, running, running. It's one of the things that's keeping women feeling more depressed than men, being more anxious, taking on more. We take on more. We take on more biologically, we take on more physically, we take on more of the mental load, the which birthday parties we need to get birthday presents for and the who needs a dentist appointment and the what time is pickup. Statistically, not in every household, but statistically. And so knowing all of that, just letting your feet land on the ground that no matter what treadmill you've been running on, you get to pause for a moment. You get to feel yourself root into the earth. And I actually want you to imagine that you're feeling the bottom of your feet ground into that cool dirt of mother earth. And in doing so, actually feel that the earth has you, that you are not alone, that there is a great mama So often we think of God as a man in the sky with a white beard, or at least that's how I grew up thinking. And I like to think of a great mama from whom all of our souls came, who in any moment I can lean into and get some love and get some support. And so in this moment, feeling your feet ground into mama earth, knowing That at this very moment, there are women all over the globe 
whose feet are also touching the earth. Women here in the sisterhood, women on this call, women in their homes all over the world, women watching the recording. And if you can imagine that at the same moment, we're each grounding in and we're each pausing, we're each taking a beautiful sacred pause. You can let your shoulders relax knowing you're not alone in this great big world. And I want to invite you to sit up a little bit taller in that knowing. I want you to feel your shoulders go up to your ears and down your back with your heart fully open. I want you to feel in this moment love coming from me and my heart as if I am beaming pink lights and rays of love into your heart and into the heart of every woman here. And with that, I want you to feel your heart expand a little bit. I want you to feel my love coming from my core, beams of light coming from my solar plexus, from my womb, the womb of creation, out to each of you. That my core knows your core. I know your courage. I know your bravery. I know your gifts. I know your talents. I know your strengths. I know your wisdom. I know that you have survived so much. I know. And that in this moment, I want you to feel that I'm literally wrapping myself around you. And in knowing that you are not alone and you are seen and you are held and you are revered and you are loved, sit up a little bit taller. Imagine placing a crown on your head. Let it be a tall crown. Let it be like six feet tall. Let it be made of whatever jewels you like or whatever material. Maybe that's wood. Maybe that's feathers. Maybe it's massive 50 carat diamonds. A crown on your head for how glorious you are, for all that you've survived, for all that you take care of, for all of your inherent gifts, your intuition, your creativity. And I want you to imagine that coming into that crown are beams of light coming, pouring into the top of your head, filling you up, filling every cell with glittery gold light. And go ahead and take a deep, deep, deep breath in through your nostrils, bringing in glittery gold light all throughout your body, letting that light fill up every vein, every artery, every cell of your body. And at the top of your breath, you can exhale out and release anything that doesn't serve you. Just let it go the next hour or so. And taking another deep breath in, filling up, filling up, filling up every cell of your body. Imagine every cell becomes plumpy and juicy, like the beautiful, beautiful, badass, bold brave goddess woman that you are, every cell being a representative of that goddess. You just open up and on an exhale, ah, exhale and release. And inhaling in again, this time filling up. I want you to feel the love coming in 
honoring you exactly as you are, seeing you for who you are, loving you. And then ah, as you exhale out, send that love back to all your sisters on this call and all over the world. And I want us to pause for a moment and I want us to feel into every woman right now who is being persecuted, every woman who is being trafficked, and every man and every non-binary human. I want you to feel your sisters around the world who don't have a voice, who don't have a choice. I want you to think about a little girl in your life who you want to see. Be confident who you want to see, have voice, who you want to see, honor her own gifts, her own talents, her own boundaries, saying yes to her when it lights her up and no to her when it doesn't. I want you to see little children, girls, boys, gender, non-specific, non-binary, I want you to see women who are being persecuted right now because they weren't born with a vulva, and yet they know in their hearts and souls that they are women. I want you to see women right now who are being persecuted and hunted for wanting to choose, for needing to choose their own reproductive rights. And I want us to imagine that as we are on this globe And so many others, by the way. Going through things that I didn't mention, I want you to see the women going through severe depression, calling suicide hotlines. See the women who are overworked and overstressed, trying to do everything to take care of the kiddos at home or pay the rent for the roof. I want you to stretch out your arms, physically or just in your mind, and imagine that we are meeting fingertip to fingertip around this globe and holding every single one of them with such love. And that we know that today we may be 150 or 200 women who have agreed and said yes to honoring women's well-being, women's happiness, but we know that truly this is a movement that will catch on and be for all. Because when women are happy, the world will change. When women honor themselves, the world will change. When women claim their most extraordinary selves, the world will change. And so we come back together, wiggling our fingers and toes, gently opening our eyes. Hello, hello, hello. I am so happy to be with you. It is so good. It is so good. It is so good. So I want you to feel into this question. There is um, the most asked question in the world, the most asked question in the whole world. Um, I think I'll just spotlight my video. Anyone have any idea what the most asked question in the world is? What do we ask the most of other people? It's like, obvious. Yeah. Jamie nailed it. How are you? 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 And what do we answer? 
answer. I'm fine. Good. Okay. Now, I want to ask you all, how many of you have a little one in your life? How many of you have a little one in your life? Either like a child, a niece, a nephew, a, um, a best friend's child who has a, a little one in, in your life. Right. Okay. Me too. Now, what do you want for that child? You want them to grow up and be, grow up and be happy. I want them to grow up and be happy. Okay, cool. Yeah, me too. Right. Now, if we were to think of well-being on a scale of negative 10 to positive 10, oh, I like this answer, independent. Yes. If we were to think of well-being on a scale of negative 10 to, po- to positive 10, where do you think okay fits? Where do you think fine is? A negative five, a zero. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm not bad and I'm not good. I'm okay. Right? Okay is in the middle. Like, is it in the middle like zero? Is it in the middle like a plus two, like a plus four? Now, how many of you, when you think about that little one in your life, How many of you want them to be living at a zero? How many of you want them living at a three or a four or even a five? No, 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 no. Me either. Me either. Never. Which means that likely... When we were little, people didn't want that for us either. And yet, here we are. And we're fine. We're okay. We're good. Now, I know that that might just be what you typically answer on the street because you think other people don't really give a shit. And many people do not give a shit. Know that if I ask you how you are, I genuinely give a shit. Like, I genuinely, genuinely want to know the whole truth. But what we want for our kids, for our nieces, for our God children. What we want for all of the children all over the world, whether you are a mother to a human child or not, I truly believe that women, we mother the world is part of why we're so fucking exhausted. We give a damn, we care. And we want every single child to be living at this like plus eight, plus nine. And we know we can't live that way every day. There are days when we're exhausted, we're depleted. We've worked all day. We've, you know, just flown home late at night. We get bad news. Like, of course. Me too. That's why I came on the call totally honest. But we want something for little ones that we are not allowing for ourselves. Because what we know from research is that not only are women, are twice as many women depressed as men, but we know from a research study that was done at the University of Pennsylvania, it's, it's been a few years now, um, but that women, modern women are less happy than women were decades ago. Now we have more, we have more wealth. 
We have more job opportunities. We have higher positions and we have less happiness. And so what the actual fuck? Like really? What the actual fuck? Now I'm getting hot. (laughs) What the actual fuck? And there are so many reasons for this. Like I said, I have written a book proposal called The Unhappy Woman with fun, big, crossed out. (laughs) I am hot. Thank you, Lisa. Yeah. So what is going on with women? Like what is going on with you in that? Or what is going on with your friends? What's going on with your mothers? What's going on with your daughters? Too much pressure. There is so much pressure. You can have it all. You can be it all. Shit. If you read my social media, I say the same fucking thing. There's so much pressure having so many choices. We actually know from the research that having the more choice that we, that um, especially Americans want more choice. Um, and yet the more choice we have, like when you go to the toothpaste aisle and there's like 50 different kinds of toothpaste that it's actually overwhelming. And so you're more likely just to pick the one that you've used before. Actually, when we have too much choice, it paralyzes us. And then we don't make any decision at all. Has that happened to anyone? Right. So you're like, you can be anything. And you're like, oh my God, I don't know. Okay. I'll just stay in this job forever. Cause I don't, don't know. You can have everything. Okay. It's too overwhelming. Screw it. I'll just like stay in bed and watch some, you know, reruns of Seinfeld. Like, cause I just don't fucking know. So what is happening here? Right. It's like, we took on more, we took on more, but we didn't relieve ourselves of anything. So I want to go through the reasons and what is keeping women in this state and what we know. Number one is that it's not our fault. It's not your fault. Is that for hundreds, thousands of years, women had no choice. Women had no choice. We were married off against our against our say. We didn't have a say about who we were married to. Our families got dowries. It was a financial obligation. It was a business arrangement. We had no choice. And that wasn't so many generations ago. It might've been your mother. It might've been your grandmother. It might've been your great-grandmother, your great-great-grandmother, but that's not that long ago that literally you had no choice about who you would spend the rest of your life with. It's literally in different sections of the Bible that a woman should submit to her husband. This is what's still being taught. There are sections, many sections, more than 200 to be clear, that say that a woman must submit to her husband that a woman is not equal. And so if you were raised in any way where that was the teaching every week in Sunday school, or the teaching was that Adam, that that Eve was at fault because she wanted knowledge from the tree of knowledge and she ate the apple. And so she lost free will and she lost goodness for all of humanity then even if you weren't consciously ever taught that, or you didn't consciously know that you believed any of that you're in your life, it it's passed from generation to generation. In my lifetime, I was born in 1974. 
my mother's credit card didn't have her own name on it. It said, Mrs. Larry Rockhind, as if she had no name. Now, yes, today we have credit cards with our own names on it. Yes, today we have placards on the wall that say CEO, healer, lawyer, JD, medical doctor, whatever your thing is, or maybe you don't know what your thing is, but I want to paint this picture to share with you that it's not your fault. If you are somebody, one of the reasons why women are more depressed than men is that we are stuck in trying to please others first. It's the main reason we are stuck in trying to please. Actually, there's a few main reasons. I'll probably say everything's the main reason we're stuck in trying to please others first. So I want to paint the picture for you to know, like anyone else, do you, do you like spend so much of your time on how can I make everybody else happy or on, I have to say yes to my friends who want me to, you know, help them move things this weekend because I'll be bad if I don't, or I have to say yes to the PTA, or I have to, you know, be the one who does all the carpool. I can't ask for help. If I ask for help, I'm wrong. I'm weak. Like you might not even be conscious of it. This weekend when I was co-leading the retreat, I was, we were doing this like photo shoot and I was getting up to like fix one of the women's hairs and um, in my like five inch heels standing on like this ledge. And my friend was like, you need to ask me for like, ask for help for you to get up. Like you're tr- like, you know, I didn't ask and someone spot me so I can get up in these five inch heels and help this other woman. I just naturally did it. Right. Like, So I wasn't even conscious that that was a moment I could have asked for help, but we're giving and we're giving and we're giving and we're giving and we're giving. And it's not our fault. We have been trained and taught that that is what we are supposed to do. That that is, it's literally in, if you follow the Judeo-Christian Bible at all, in particular, there are many, many, many passages in the New Testament that say that a woman must submit to her husband, to a man. And so it is, even if you are married to somebody who doesn't believe that man, woman, non-binary human, it still is in our cells. I've shared this before. And I, I just uh, a couple of weeks ago published this episode of the purpose girl podcast. I interviewed a woman who wrote a true story, a historical fiction about a woman who was institutionalized into a mental hospital. The book is called the woman they could not silence. Her husband put her in a mental institution in the 1800s here in the United States because she had opinions. Or if a woman had emotions, she was deemed hysterical. That's where the word comes from, hysteria. I'm someone who has gone through IVF and in IVF, you have to go through a procedure called a hysteroscopy. Histo comes from the ovaries, comes from woman's anatomy. That's a procedure where my doctor goes in and he checks out my uterus. Histo is uterus. So if you are called hysterical or hysteria comes from, this is a woman's thing that we're not allowed our emotions. Our emotions, we're not allowed our emotions. So I want to point out first and foremost, if you feel like You're not allowed to be angry. Let's say you're fucking pissed at the world because I am fucking pissed right now. I'm going to get into that in a little bit. I'm fucking pissed about rights being taken away. I'm fucking pissed about our Supreme Court. I'm fucking pissed. And how many women come to me with imposter syndrome, 
with feeling less than, with perfectionism. I'm fucking pissed that I'm still plagued by these things after I, 30 years of like, probably not 30 because I was, I'm 48. So probably 20 years of self-work. So I first want to paint the picture that it is not your fault. It is not your fault, sister. It is not your fault. And I want to paint the picture that it is in your control. That absolutely no one gets to tell you. No one gets to tell you what to do with your body. Absolutely no one gets to tell you what to do with your time. And I believe that with tools, with tools to know who you are deeply, to come into yourself, to know what you need, simple tools and ones that are challenging, you can do it. I am one of the only, if you know this, you might not know this about me. I'm one of the only, I was one of the first 250 people in the world with a master's degree in positive psychology from the University of Pennsylvania. And there's a lot of research a lot of research on how we need relationships and we need people and we do, and it's true. And it's why there was additional depression during COVID because we were so isolated. And so one of the founders of positive psychology, Chris Peterson famously said that positive psychology, the scientific study of happiness and well-being and human flourishing comes down to other people matter. And I am here to tell you, I disagree. Positive psychology, the scientific study of happy, other people do matter a hundred percent. But at the core, at the heart of positive psychology, the scientific study of human flourishing, I will tell you, it comes down to two words. And those two words, you've heard me say it before. I will say it over and over again until I die. Those two words are, I choose. And that what has happened to us women is we feel like we don't have a right to choose. I choose. In fact, put it in the chat right now. I choose. You get to choose. You get to choose. I'm having a day where I'm depleted. I thought I would spend this morning prepping for, you know, like getting into like my dancing and all that. You know what I needed to do before this call? Cause I was depleted. I needed to cry. I needed to text with my best friend. I got into the bath and I took care of me. I canceled the other things I was going to do this morning. I choose. I choose. One of the psychological principles that we know is something called the, some of you have heard me teach this before, but um, the it's called the dreaded drama triangle. And I, I don't have time to teach the whole thing, but the idea is that down here, we play victim in our life, that it's society's fault. It's anybody's fault. I'm the grandchild of Holocaust survivors. It'd be so easy, right? It's It was Hitler's fault, no doubt. <laughs> that my great-grandparents died. We do not get to choose what happens to us, but we can flip it. And instead of being the victim to anything, we get to be the creator of our life and see that what has happened to us is what actually can make us better. That we are the creator, but in any moment, sisters. So I want to talk about what is holding women down and what we do about it. Number one, to share, it is not your fault. Number two, before I get into each of the specific we are not men. One of the reasons that women are more depressed than men is that we live in a society where we have been taught that we have to be like men. 
if we just show up in the boardroom like a man, if we just hide our emotions like a man, if we don't get angry. I was leading a retreat in Greece. And one of the things I'll often do on retreat is like elicit, give women safe space to actually emote and get anger out and hit pillows and scream and punch and, and give women a safe place to grieve and to cry. So that we can like have a safe space for our emotions. One of my clients was told her whole life, I'll give you something to cry about. I'll give you something to cry about. So she like was too afraid to cry. Another one of my clients in this retreat, she was told that being angry was ugly. So she would never get angry. And so we've been taught that we have to like, you know, or have you ever felt like my, one of my very first jobs, I cried on the second day in front of my male boss. And I was like, oh my God, I'm not supposed to cry in the office. We are not men. So one of the things that is keeping women less happy is that we haven't learned how to like really love our feminine nature. I want you to practice something for me. I know that this might be like weird or uncomfortable, but see if you can just begin shaking your shoulders a little bit, (laughs) getting really loose, maybe moving your head in like little moons coming into our bodies because we can't just be in our minds and then sitting up again straight. And I want you to begin just circling your hips on the chair. And it might be feel weird. It might feel odd, but we live in a feminine body. The divine feminine is the ability to go in and honor our true divine nature. We are not men. And so the beauty of honoring, I just taught this class as part of becoming honoring our emotionality, honoring our sensitivity, honoring, right? If you've ever, how many of you have been told, you're too emotional, you're too sensitive. Like, no, honoring your emotionality is the best thing about you. Honoring your sensitivity is the best thing about you. Honoring your curves, honoring your body. We're not men. And understanding female happiness, women's happiness, it is different. It is different. And if there's anything I'm here to teach on this planet, it is that, our happiness. And by the way, women's happiness today does not look like it's, it is not our grandmother's happiness. It is not June Cleaver happiness. I'm not even sure that they were happy then with the amount of hidden alcoholism and hidden depression that existed. It is different. And the call now, if we want to step into how many of you have big dreams that you want to step into, how many of you want to know what your purpose is, or you have a sense of what your purpose is, but like, you're afraid to go for it fully. How many of you have that? How many of you want to like really do the damn thing? Like, you know, that there's an extraordinary life meant for you and that you, it's like hard to step into. We step into it, sisters, not by being like men. We step into it by honoring and coming into our woman selves. It's a totally different paradigm that your head will not understand. It happens in the body, which gets me to the next reason why women are less happy than men. You can put this in the chat or not, but how many of you hate some aspect of yourself? You hate your body. 
You hate your cellulite. You hate your thighs. You hate your wrinkles. You hate your gray hair. You hate on yourself for saying the wrong thing in a meeting. Quote unquote, you hate on yourself for not being successful enough. You hate on yourself. I've got a voice that does that. Hating on ourselves is one of the reasons. And that is why at the core of women's happiness. So first it's coming into our woman bodies, because once we come into our woman bodies, we begin to tap into our intuition not what logic says up here, but our intuition, our knowing, and that comes from the body. I'll give you an example, a story. When I was married the first time, my grandparents, I just shared this story in a class. My grandparents gave us money for a down payment for a house and it was so generous. They wanted us to, um, rather than leaving a lot of money when they were gone, they wanted to give us money while they were alive, which is so beautiful so they could see us spend it and have that experience with us, which I think is such a beautiful, beautiful thing. And so they gave us a down payment, $20,000 toward a down payment to a house. And we were living outside of Detroit and I knew exactly where I wanted to live. I wanted to live where we were renting, which was like the, this hip, cool neighborhood. All the houses were like super old, like a hundred years old, super old for America. Um, like a hundred years old, 150 years old, um, it, no, it couldn't be 150, probably like hundred years old or like 80 years old. And um, the properties were tiny and like, there were no garages, but we were like walkable to this cute little town that had a Barnes and Nobles bookstore and it had 17 restaurants and coffee shops. And like, you know, um, they would do, they would do like concerts in the middle of it. And it was so fun and wine bar and sushi. And like, it was rooftop bars and it was so great. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. It's called Royal Oak. If anybody is curious where to go in Detroit. So cute. And my husband at the time was like, yeah, I saw this neighborhood like 20, 30 minutes out where we could get this big house and this big yard. And the house is new, so it won't break down. And we could have more house for the same amount of money or even spend less. And like the neighborhood and yeah, we can't walk to anything, but it, it's okay. We can drive to like a place where there's restaurants. And, and so he had this very logical reason for wanting to live in the house he wanted to live in, wanting to live in the area he lived in. It sounded like it made sense. Oh, we're going to spend the same amount of money and get more house or even spend less money. We will, that house will not break down. We will um, get more. There's more technology. There's an attached garage, right? Like it was like, it made logical sense, which is beautiful. Divine masculine energy is the logic. And us women were really good at logic because we have to fucking manage a lot, right? You've got to manage like all the soccer schedules. You've got to manage all the people at work and you've got to manage a lot and we can manage a lot. And we learned growing up in the world, how to really exercise our divine masculine brain to get good grades or to get a promotion at work or to get all the things done for the wedding. Like we're really good at logic. But when we also were born for intuition in our bodies, And in our society, intuition is not honored in the same way 
that logic is. And so when he, my ex-husband was saying all the reasons why we should buy the house that he wanted to buy, my only reason for buying the house I wanted to buy was because I like it, because it makes me happy. Living there in Royal Oak in that cute little area makes me happy. Because it fills my soul. And so which house do you think we bought? Well, I was 24 at the time. So we bought the house that he wanted. And two years later, we divorced and we moved out and we sold the house. So that's why number one is getting into our feminine because the body, honoring the body, coming to like really know what is our intuition say, what is our truth and honoring that is the number one key. I'm going to say that they're all number one keys, but it's a massive key to women's happiness. We are intuitive beings and how do we honor the body? That's what it gets us to number two is we stop hating ourselves. We stop hating ourselves for having cellulite or having tushes or having bellies. My body is different after I gave birth. It just is. After I carried a baby in my belly, it just is. Do I do crunches every day to get rid of it? No. Could I? Maybe. Or I could just put my hands on my belly and tell her I love her for bearing a human. I could put my hands on my thighs and decide that just like hundreds of years ago, when we go into an art museum and you see voluptuous, beautiful women of all sizes and shapes being painted, you know, if a woman was painted, then that was considered beauty. And when a woman, when you see women round, beautiful women being painted, you know, that that was the standard of beauty. So just to to realize that we are hating ourselves because someone somewhere has told us to, someone somewhere has put it on us. Like, think about it. Is there a part of you that you have hated that is just because society, because some cosmetic company wanted to teach you so, to, to, to sell you something, wants to teach you hair, to sell, teach you, wants to sell you hair dye, wants to sell you diet pills. So number one, and I'll keep coming back to repeat these. Number one is really honoring our feminine body and learning to love being woman. And that's whole classes for me to teach on emotion honoring and loving that your emotionality is the best thing about you. Your sensitivity is what makes you a great mother, a great friend, like put in the chat, how many of you being emotional, being sensitive makes you a great friend, makes you a great mother, makes you a great healer, makes you a great coach, makes you a great leader. So number one, honoring our, number two is, and, and part of that is our intuition, honoring our intuition as the best thing about us. Number two is to get on the path of self-love. Now, how do we get on the path of self-love? We go, how do we go from self-hate to self-love? There are steps. Self-loathing and then self-tolerance. Like, okay, I can tolerate my belly. I'm not asking you to love your belly right away. After self-tolerance, now we can accept. Almost think of it like the negative 10 to plus 10. I'm going to tolerate my belly or thighs or gray hair or wrinkles. And then I'm going to accept. Now, how do we accept? How do we tolerate and accept? As we start seeing them, the gifts, with these wrinkles, that these are laugh lines, the belly and what it did for us. 
we start saying no, like physically no to all the industry that has tried to sell us other lines of bullshit about our bodies and who we are. And then when we start to accept ourselves, which is like a lot more than I can do in an hour and a half, right? But like the teaching around hug, I hug myself all the time. You should have seen me before this call. I was in the bath, like hugging myself, touching my face. Once we we go from loathing to tolerating to accepting, now we can move into self and peace of it. It's self-compassion. Now I can have compassion for myself. I can start liking myself. I can start loving myself and then self-celebration. One of the reasons I love bringing women together is that after being together for any period of time, like this weekend's retreat in Miami was just a weekend. And by the end of the weekend, the last day we did word baths, these women had literally known each other for 36 hours and were able to pour love. Like they had barely met, but because we did these beautiful, deep exercises, they could look at each other and say, oh, Beth, you are this and you are that, and you are this and you are that as if they had known each other for 30 years. And women being celebrated. So I want to practice that now. I want to ask you, sister, what's one thing that you will celebrate about yourself? What's one thing that you will celebrate about yourself and you will let us celebrate about you? You could celebrate a body part. You could celebrate, like I celebrate my hair. I really do love my hair. You could celebrate that you made a great breakfast this morning. You could celebrate ideas that you have to start a a business. You could celebrate that you asked for a promotion. You can celebrate that you're going to ask for a promotion. You can celebrate that you took five minutes for yourself. You can celebrate that you took the hour and a half to be here today. You can celebrate like today is a day that we reclaim. We take it back. We take back our right to happiness. And so one of the tools is self-celebration. What are you celebrating yourself? Are you celebrating your authenticity, Kaylana? That is beautiful. Laura, I'm celebrating my practices, gratitude, exercise, meditation, gems, yes, and how they support your self-care. I'm celebrating taking time for self-care, yes. I'm celebrating my voice and my choice matters, yes. Celebrate, let us celebrate you. Let us celebrate. I'm celebrating my art. I want to see your art. That's incredible, Monique, yes. What are you celebrating? I celebrate being me. Yes, so good. Celebrate. And let's celebrate each other. When you see a sister celebrate, say, yes, so great, amazing. Celebrate. Because no one's going to celebrate us if we don't celebrate ourselves and we don't celebrate each other. Oh, yeah. And right, it's hard to celebrate anything in the moment. I hear you. So can you celebrate your authenticity of sharing the truth? Can you celebrate being here? I hear you. I hear you. Celebrate understanding why I've not felt happy in the very logically chosen house. Yes, great. Celebrating authenticity. Yes. Yeah, beautiful, Anne. Yes, beautiful. Beautiful. And if anyone, if you're ever having a hard time, I was having a hard time this morning getting into self-celebration also. So let me go back to number one. I wasn't even going to teach this tool, but let me do it. So in number one of what has to do with our bodies, um, woman, woman genius, and honoring our intuition and our body, a really simple tool, if anyone needs it at any time, is to put your feet on the ground 
Let yourself feel the earth for a minute. Place your hand on your heart. And I want to invite everyone to do this. And if you're comfortable doing so, gently close your eyes. If not, gently gaze ahead. And take a deep breath in. With one hand on your heart, maybe you put the other hand on your belly or both hands on your heart. Feel where does my body need love right now? Is it my heart? Is it my face? Is it a hug? And wherever your hands land, I'm going to put mine on my heart. Checking in. What do I need right now? What do I need? I'm letting your body, your intuition, your soul speak to you. Maybe I need rest. Maybe I need celebration. Maybe I need community. Maybe I need to go for it. Maybe I need to pause. What do I need right now? It's a really simple tool that you can use to resource at any moment. At any moment. Yeah. Yeah. So I know it can be it can be challenging to celebrate yourself. Um, I'm seeing Katya that you managed to escape a toxic marriage and left a violent man. Oh, I'm so proud of you. And we are sending all the love for you to get custody, sister, all the love as you deserve. So as we go through what is keeping women, a simple tool at any moment is feet on the ground. What do I need right now? And letting yourself have we as women, and this is a whole thing that I, I don't have time to completely unteach, but we have been taught that we are never supposed to take time for ourselves. It is supposed to be all about somebody else. It is not supposed to be. And it's like that when I play the song, this will change everything. Just that pausing and feeling into yourself, what do I need right now? And then actually giving it to yourself. There are days that I have canceled all of my meetings because I had to take space for me. And I've been terrified. Oh my God, are my clients going to be mad at me? They're paying me good money to coach them. And what I always find is that they say, thank you. Thank you for modeling the way. So as best you can. Okay. So getting into our feminine body, that's a simple way. And there are so many ways I, right. We can get it. We can do the hip circles. We can, um, there, there's like a lot to teach around honoring your emotionality, your sensitivity, um, and then moving into, a, I know it's hard, but celebrating is one way to start moving into a place of self-love instead of self-hate. Next reason why women are less happy than men is we put ourselves last. How many of you put what you need last, whether it is at a restaurant, like everyone's asking, you know, before a restaurant, it's like, what do you want to eat? And you're thinking, oh, I really want Mexican. And somebody's like Indian and everyone else is like Indian. And you don't speak up. You go, okay. And you're sitting at the Indian restaurant and you're like, oh, I just wanted Mexican. Or you're putting all your resources to, you know, whatever your kids need for their sports because you want them to live at a plus eight in happiness. Well, let me tell you, we know from the research that our emotions are contagious. It's called social emotional contagion. Your emotions are contagious to the people around you. And so the best thing you can do if you want your child to be happy is to start modeling it. 
but you aren't going to model it just for them. You're going to start doing it for you because when you resource and you really do the things that lift you up, that make you happy, even if you aren't sure what they are, or you start to give yourself a little bit more permission to say yes to what you want to say no to and say, say yes to what you want to say yes to and no to what you need to say no to. I know it's hard. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm on this journey with you. But being beginning to get comfortable with other people being uncomfortable is going to serve you greatly. I will repeat that. Being comfortable with other people being uncomfortable is going to serve you greatly. It's going to feel all sorts of fucking uncomfortable to start saying no. It's going to feel all sorts of fucking uncomfortable. But I want you to own this for a moment. Just put it in the chat. I am a woman who says no. I'm a woman who says no. My no is sacred. Write that to yourself. My no is sacred and you can practice it. We're going to practice it right now. Will you give me a hundred dollars? Will you give me a hundred dollars? No. Can you give me a hundred dollars? Come on, you guys. I could really use a hundred dollars. I'm giving you this webinar. I could really use a hundred dollars. I mean, I'm spending my time teaching you. Shouldn't you give me a hundred dollars? Sylvia said, I get, I choose to. <laughs> okay. That's it. When it's, I choose, you can say yes. If you're choosing to, but when it's a no, I just wanted to practice some no, right? No, 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 right. My no is sacred. My no is sacred. My no is sacred. Now we're going to practice your yes. Are you worthy of your desires? I hear a yes. Are you worthy of your dreams? Are you worthy of everything? Are you worthy of time to yourself every day without Kids crawling up your vagina again. Are you worthy of pausing for a moment, even if you're at the office, so you can have a breath? Are you worthy of not answering right away in a meeting because you are worthy of a sacred pause to get the answer that feels right for you? Are you worthy of the house that makes no fucking sense, but makes you happy? Are you worthy of the vacation without your family, either solo or with a group of women on retreat or whatever, just because it makes you fucking happy? Lisa, you got some big boys that probably want to crawl up your vagina sometimes. I got that from my friend, Allison. She always talks about her, her kids who are teenagers like, oh, they want to crawl up my vagina again. Let's get off of me. <laughs> Are you worthy of saying no when it just doesn't fit for you? When someone else, your boss says, oh, we're all going. We're going to have a happy hour and I'm buying the wine and everyone's going. And you're like, I really need to go home and sleep. Are you worthy of the no? Say yes to that. Are you worthy 
when the PTA says, oh, but we just need one more parent to fill in. Are you worthy of the no? And what about when you have a dream? Let's say it's to write the book. And you think, oh, but that's going to take me time and time away from kids or work. Are you worthy of your yes? Are you worthy of your yes? Are you worthy of your yes? Yes. Yes. Okay, the next reason why women, oh, it's 11-11 Eastern time. Let's make a wish. Beautiful. The next reason, it's related to the other reasons, is that we're burnt the fuck out. We're doing too much. (laughs) And the answer to this one are sacred boundaries. We're burned the fuck out. Now, the answer is sacred boundaries and choosing, they're all related, choosing what you want to do with your time. You'll be amazed at how when you are like, you could be, when you're doing the things that really light you up, it's not half as burning out as the things that you don't want. And the spirit of time, because we just did a lot around boundaries, yes and no. I want to move on to we're trying to be perfect. This is the next reason why women are more fucking depressed than men. Women have perfectionist complex more than men. And I'm fucking sick of it. As a recovering perfectionist, I'm fucking sick of it. Trying to be perfect is what makes us compare ourselves to everybody else. Now, you may or may not know this, but did you know that evolutionarily from thousands and thousands of years ago, it was an evolutionary adaptation to survival to compare ourselves to other people? Because if we were like out, we were, you know, humans were wandering people and we had to survive in a desert. And it's like, well, my family doesn't have enough food to make it through the rainy time. Well, how come Lisa's family has so much food? So we would start looking at Lisa's family. What's Lisa doing? How is Lisa, right? It was helpful. But with Facebook and Instagram and all that shit, it's not fucking helpful anymore. If there is one thing... I declare I am an I am the world's expert in women's happiness and I am the world's expert in women's purpose. Like I will fucking declare it right now. I can if give me a minute with you and I will tell you what your purpose is. Like I, I declare I'm fucking genius at this. But if there's anything that I see that gets in women's way, it is fucking perfectionism. Gotta have the right website. Got to say it the right way before I go out and I make the phone calls and I tell people what I'm doing and I know. I got my first coaching client without a fucking website. How? I started telling people, I'm a coach, I'm a coach, I'm a coach. Was I a coach yet? No. But I believed in myself that I was going to be a coach. I knew I had to put it out in the world until someone said to me, I want to hire you as my coach. Great. Perfectionism is fucking killing our genius. 
We are not going to lead the world in the way that we are meant to. And leading the world, by the way, could be within your own family unit. That is equally important to Oprah level leading, leading the world. Okay. But if we're trying to be perfect, we will never make progress. So I want you to repeat after me, purpose over perfection, purpose over perfection, purpose over perfection. I do it messy all the time. I launched the Institute of Women. Anyone who doesn't know this, um, I've called myself purpose girl for like 12 years now. It hasn't been fitting for a while. I've just announced something called the Institute of Women. I have no logo. I, well, now I kind of do, but when I announced it a month ago, no logo, no website, I still have no website. I don't even know what programs I'm going to teach you all. Part of what I want to talk to you about today. Would you all like a program in this? Would you like this to be the next program that I launch? Is like really taking you through fucking positive psychology for women as the expert of women's happiness. My other idea is to take you through like every aspect of being woman where we spend like a month on sensuality and we spend a month because I'm going to get to sensuality in a minute. Oh, I'm running out of time. Okay. So no more fucking perfectionism. We do it messy. The only reason my house is clean right now is that we got a housekeeper here. Thank you, Amada, for the first time in fucking months. It was such a good gift to come home last night to a clean house. But I guarantee by the time I go downstairs, because my son's home today, there's no, it's a Jewish holiday, so there's no school. And um, so we have a sitter here and I guarantee his toys are everywhere. And it's probably, there's probably like peanut butter and jelly smeared all over the couch again. And like, whatever. I have a two-year-old. I've got more important things to do, like fucking lead women back to their joy, because when women are in their joy, they're going to lead the world. Okay. No more fucking perfect. And if someone doesn't want to work with me because I don't have a website yet, whatever, or someone doesn't is like weird about my podcast right now. Cause I like said, it's not going to be called purpose girl podcast. and I don't have the new name yet, whatever. Perfectionism is fucking killing our genius. Do you hear me? Peace over perfection, purpose over perfection. Next. One of the most researched reasons why women are more depressed than men and more anxious is that women ruminate. What is ruminating? Well, if like you might know the term as a cow who chews its cut over and over and over again, chooses food, that's rumination. Mental rumination is that we think about the same thing over and over and over again. We're constantly chewing on what's wrong. We're constantly thinking about why did I say that in the meeting? I shouldn't have said that in the meeting. Oh, I shouldn't. Da, 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 da. Or like, why didn't he call? Why didn't she text? Oh, she must be mad at me. Oh, she did. Oh my gosh. Blah, 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 blah. I had an experience. I shared this too recently with one of my best, best, best friends. Actually, Allison, who I was just talking about, it was her birthday. And I was trying to get a hold of her on text to message her um, about what does she want to do for her birthday? Like, can we get together? And she wasn't replying to me. And what do you think my brain did? My adorable, sweet brain. Why is she mad at me? What did I do? I'm going over the last time we were together. And like, what did, what did I say? We were together for my birthday and we spent like an hour together. So did it like I took time out of my birthday party. I really hung out with her. We, we drank wine. What did I, you know what I'm saying? Anyone else do that? Fortunately, she's my friend who we call it beating a dead horse. And she and I laugh. We're like, are all the horses beaten yet? But I love horses. So we don't really want to talk about beating horses, but you know what I mean? Women, men are, this is again, statistically, the People of male gender tend to be better at compartmentalizing while we tend to be better at overanalyzing. Now there is a, a genius to this. 
it helps us nurture others. Because if we're constantly thinking about what has gone wrong and what could go wrong, we can become a better quote unquote mother who makes sure that the kids, you know, I have left the house without diapers. I can't tell you how many times when my baby, I was still on maternity leave and he was maybe like six or eight weeks old. And I thought, oh, I finally feel good enough to walk into town and to get a coffee. And I sat down with my, he's in the stroller. And as soon as I get my cappuccino and my chocolate croissant, what do you think happened? I'm not talking about a little shit in his pants that I could have left. I'm talking about he shit the whole stroller. He shit the whole stroller. Poo, poo flying out of the stroller onto the ground everywhere. And I open up my diaper bag and what's there? No diapers. Is a diaper bag without diapers a diaper bag or is it just a bag? I open up the bag that now has no diapers and fucking I've got no diaper. So why do we ruminate? We ruminate as moms, as women. It's a it's an adaptation because it helps us care for others better. Do I have the diapers? Do I have the diapers? So you can tell I've already gotten rid of my rumination. Yes. <laughs> How do we get rid of rumination? These are, these are beautiful, positive psychology tools that have to do with mindfulness. Beautiful tools that I wasn't taught in positive psychology, master's degree at my fancy Ivy League university, but around coming to love your adorable brain, you will hear me call it an adorable brain all the time. So these are our mental tools and what we do with our mind and how we connect and come to the heart of our rumination of why am I doing this and coming to connect. I am okay. I am enough. And really coming to be okay with fucking up. I have a sticky note. I keep a lot of sticky notes. Any of you who've ever, if you work with me, you'll know this. I keep a lot of sticky notes in front of me as reminders. And this one says, I'm willing to mess this up and learn. It's okay. So for this one in rumination, what I really needed to do is to get to know all of the different voices in my head that make me ruminate. I call them the voices on the bus and to learn how to talk to each one of them. And what is she or he, because I've got some male dominating voices in my head trying to tell me and to calm them down. Monique, LOL, I bring four diapers and two pair of change of clothes. Right, because you probably learned at some point or you're just so afraid, right? Um, Liz, you do it all the time. You lost a whole box yesterday. Totally true about the rumination. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I hadn't seen the um, chat in a while. Yeah, I brag. Can I tell you what I did? I was not going to give up my cappuccino. I, that was a hard fucking earned cappuccino and chocolate croissant. That was my hour. Mama was not about to give it up just because we had poo everywhere. So I brag that I took a plastic bag because I'd walked my dog too. And I use like grocery bags as my poop bags. Do you know what I mean? And so I took a plastic grocery bag. I wrapped my child in it. (laughs) And I sat with my cappuccino and my croissant until I was ready to go home. And I, you can call me a bad mother, but I think I'm fucking genius there. 
because I am allowed to have my cappuccino. The next reason why women are more depressed than men. Is this all helpful? Are you guys enjoying Women's Happiness Day? I'm basically downloading my whole next book to you. And maybe my next program, I didn't even see if this is like what you would like as the next program that I teach and you all can take. I would love to give you this. Okay, so good. Okay, the next one. We have lost ourselves and ignored our dreams. Anyone do that? You lost yourself. You ignored your dream. The dream is in there. The dream is in there. And you're like, ah, right. But I got to take care of the kids or, oh, I've got my aging parents. Oh my God. I, but that's a silly dream. My second grade teacher told me I was a bad writer. And so it's a silly dream for me to think about being a writer. Literally just was talking about this with a client where it was her second grade teacher who told her she wasn't a good writer. And that's stuck in her head. And I don't blame her sweet, adorable eight-year-old self. So we lose ourselves. We lose ourselves in what other people tell us. And we lose ourselves in all, all the responsibilities. And therefore we ignore our own dreams. Right? And so we may not even know what our dream is. That's actually the lost self part is then we end up in our fill in the blank decade, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70s. I've had clients in their 70s who are like, I still don't know what I want to do with my life. Totally get it. Not your fault, sister. Not your fault. We get to a point where we look in the mirror and we don't recognize the woman in front of us. Has that ever happened to you? You look in the mirror, like, who are you? So we lose ourselves in society's expectations and what other people have told us and all of the, what we should do. And the opportunity here is my four-step process, honestly. And it's this, I'm happy to give it to you right now. It's remembering, remembering. I know there's like a lot more to remember than I can do in the next few minutes that we have together, but remembering. One simple tool to remember well, well, let me give you the four steps. You remember, we release, we release all the, the muck. So if you remember a dream, like one of my clients who in doing our beautiful group work together, she remembered or forced herself to be honest that she had always wanted to write erotic novels, but her very conservative first um, generation American immigrant parents that would not have been okay. Or so she thought, we don't know. She thought it would not be okay with them. And she was like, so embarrassed to tell the group and I, that that was something she had wanted to do because she was like an executive in medical devices or something, something very professional like that. Not that being an erotic novelist isn't professional, but you know what I'm saying? And then we had to release. That's the second step. We had to release whatever was getting in the way of her thinking she couldn't be a, an erotic novelist. Part of it was what she thought her husband would say. And the fear. And what do we do with that fear? And loving her, her herself through it. And recognizing, oh, the fear is trying to keep me safe. But what is true? Is it true? Is it not true? We need to work through her doubt. Could I do that? Could I really? We don't know unless you try. Can we see that you can do it and you will survive? You will be okay. So we had to work through some like, well, what's the worst case? What's the best case? Work through working her nervous system for her to tell her husband 
and work through. And, and let me back up. How do we remember? Part of how we remember is learning what is best about us or remembering what's best about us, our, our super hero powers, reconnecting with our passions, what brings us joy. And then we release the pieces that don't fit. And then we reclaim it and we rise in it. And I'm thrilled to tell you that in a four-month program with me, she wrote an entire erotic novel. Did she become an erotic novelist where like now she has a, um, you know, now she has deals with Penguin or Random House? No. Could she have? Sure. She didn't feel like she even needed to. She, her like reclamation of herself as woman was to reclaim and her, her line back to joy wasn't that I have to be paid to write erotic novels. It was, I have to own and do the thing that I love imperfectly. It's fucking good too. I enjoyed reading it. I like me a good erotic novel. Turns me on. Which gets me to the next reason why women are less happy than we used to be and why women are more depressed than men is what I call we're dry. We're no longer having fun. What do I mean by we're dry? Well, when we're having fun, we're turned on and your pussy, which that word might make you uncomfortable. You could say Yoni, you could say Volna, but your pussy, when you are turned on and there is a hot person across the bar or you are looking at the television and Denzel Washington comes on screen or Matthew McConaughey. Okay. Those are my two, whoever it is for you. Or when I'm watching the L word or now generation Q and I am seeing two hot women having hot sex, I am turned on and I am wet. Okay. Now let's go. It's the opposite of turn on or dry. It's parched over here because we're no longer having fun as women. We're not in our passion. We're not in our sensuality. We're fucking busy. I know. I'm trying to change the whole fucking world and inspire every conscious woman alive and trying to raise a two-year-old and thinking about having a second baby and being a wife and a daughter with a father who is sick and trying to be there for my mom as well. Like we're fucking busy. And so of course we've lost our fun and we are dry. Our bodies are genius and part of being a woman is that we were actually born for joy and for pleasure. Think about our curves. Actually, if you look at, if you read different parts of, if you're a Bible reading person, which I'm not, but if you are, there's a lot in there about women dancing. What was Miriam doing at the time of Moses? She and the women were dancing we are meant to be playful. We're meant to be dancing. We're meant to radiate joy. If you look at our anatomy, we have a clitoris whose only job is pleasure. We don't pee out of our clitoris. We don't give birth out of our clitoris. We don't bleed out of our clitoris. Her only job is pleasure. And our clitoris has 8,000 nerve endings compared to a penis that has 4,000. And penises do a lot more than a clitoris. 
So this is biological proof that we are born for pleasure. And it is on us to reclaim what brings us joy and reclaim our turn on and reclaim our desire and to move into sensuality and sexuality. Now, I will tell you that this is the thing that was not taught in my master's degree at my Ivy League university. And I had to go study it afterwards. I actually studied the divine feminine after my master's degree. I studied the different archetypes, of the divine feminine and feminine and initiated as a priestess where I learned the feminine superpowers of the pause and stillness and the feminine superpowers of unconditional love and compassion and the feminine superpowers of passion, of fire, the feminine superpowers of love and sensuality, feminine superpowers of creativity and spontaneity and joy and play. And then I did a deep dive for two years studying with Regina Tomashauer, Mama Gina, to reclaim my own sexuality, all aspects of me as a sexual being. And that sexual energy, a woman's sexual energy magnetizes all that she desires to her. And so this is a huge piece to reclaiming our happiness. And the last one I want to leave you with, and there's so many, but why are women more depressed than men and what's holding us back and how to be our extraordinary self is that too many women are alone or feel alone. How many of you feel alone at various times? One of the things that we know from research, and I love this because Jane, um, we know from research that we're so fucking busy as women that friendships are one of the first things that drops. We don't have fucking time. Time, but we also know from the research that women who have close friendships um, live longer and are healthier and are happier. Literally, a research study was done with women with cancer, and those with close female friendships lived longer or healthier. And um, Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin are now, you know, they do Grace and Frankie, that show. And they are now out like on the speaking scene talking about female friendships. I think it is like the greatest thing. It is in our DNA because our DNA was passed down generation to generation, generation, generation. Women gathered for thousands of years until the patriarchy came and separated us because they called it witchcraft when a woman, when women gathered. It is witchy. When women gather, we fucking take each other higher. Look at this. We take each other higher. We celebrate ourselves. We share our real emotions. We, right? And so having genuine sisterhood is, which is why I preach it, teach it, live it. And so these are, you've now, thank you for coming to my TED talk on the unhappy woman, not that a TED talk can be an hour and a half. Um, but this is what I've been working on in terms of like a next potential book. And maybe as the next thing I meant to roll out, because I really believe that what it, a lot of people talk in my industry and in coaching industry about trauma informed. And I am, I've done trauma informed training and part of my positive psychology. Um, oh, I missed that one. Oh my gosh. I think I, I rolled right over it. I'm sorry. Let me add one more. I rolled right over it. I'm so sorry. As I was going through my outline, um, women have more, women have suffered um, statistically more 
traumatizing events than men. Women have been raped more. Women have been abused more. Women are raped more. Women are abused more. I was doing class recently and we could do it here too, but I asked how many of you have been abused in some way, physically, emotionally, mentally, sexually harassed, abused, violated. And every woman raised her hand. I was in a class of 2,500 women once and um, the teacher asked the same question. And I think maybe out of 2,500, there were maybe 10 or 20. She asked us to stand up and maybe there were 10 or 20 women sitting. And so we, we, we have, and we do suffer. I'm not saying that, that men are non-binary humans. I mean, in, in terrible disproportion, transgender humans and non-binary humans suffer um, more, but at least in terms of, um, kind of those who identify as women versus those who identify as men, women have had more trauma. Plus we have all of our birth trauma. I've yet to meet a woman who doesn't have a birth story around her births. Our bodies have experienced more trauma, both in terms of our lineage and what's passed woman to woman, as well as actual trauma. And so our ability to turn that pain and trends to alchemize it into our power is a massive piece of what will fuel you to have everything you want and be extraordinary. You are extraordinary, but to live the extraordinary life. Here's the deal, my friends. Women, every single one of us is actually born to be what I call a wise, wild woman. We are not little girls. We are not little girls. We are wise, wild women who, instead of being victim to anything, we choose, we take radical self-responsibility for our own joy, for our own well-being, whether that's in the moment and checking in, what do I need right now? Or that is doing what we need to do to learn to get into our sensuality and our pleasure or to go for our dreams or to have purpose and peace and progress over perfection. But every single woman I know is a wise, wild woman. And what that means, wise, and that we have fucking lived. You've lived a lot of life. And in your living of life, I know that that living can be fucking hard. But you're wise enough to use the tools, right? Like I shared how I will teach women to work with their anger and get it out or work with their tears. Wise wise in terms of alchemizing their trauma into fuel, into wisdom that they share with the world, wise with how they work with their bodies, wise, wise. We are wise. We are not victims. We are creators. We are wise, wise in how you care for yourself in the moment, wise in taking a day off, wise, wise in being a leader in this world who has so much to teach, wise and wild and that we are natural. We are raw. We are untamed. We are emotional creatures. We are sensitive creatures. We are born for pleasure. We are born for passion. We are born for creativity. We are the creatrixes. We created every human alive and letting ourselves be wild with our creativity, be wild with our ideas, be out there in the world leading. Even when we don't have it all figured out, we get to be a little bit wild our instinctual nature and we are women and woman in this society has been so degraded 
boys who call each other pussies because they think that they're running like a girl or being weak on the basketball court. And it's like, uh, there is nothing stronger than a pussy. There ain't nothing stronger than a pussy that pushes out a 10 pound baby. Are you kidding? You want to call someone a pussy? That must be the strongest human alive, right? But the word woman has been degraded, denigrated. And so we are women. We are owning. We are celebrating. We're owning what is fabulous about us. And that's one last thing I want to I do. Tell me one thing that's wonderful about you. Tell me one thing. Claim an I am statement. I am. I told you I'm genius. I, I truly, I am genius. I'm the world's leader in women's happiness. There is no one else that knows as much and has her master's degree in positive psychology, as well as the study of the divine feminine and the sensual arts. No one, there's no other me. I'm genius at it. And I will also claim that I am charismatic and I am so loving and that I show up. I showed up today so authentically. I mean, I was crying telling you I was depleted. And my self-care, I could have said, well, I'm just going to cancel it. But my self-care was also, I created Women's Happiness Day. No one does this like I do. I created this four years ago because I had a miscarriage on this date five years ago. And it ripped me raw. It ripped me raw. And one of my own healing tools to be the extraordinary woman that I was born to be was at some point, not right away, right away was grieving and it was taking time off and putting my client contracts on hold for a little bit. Like I really needed to take care of me and my body while I was bleeding and bleeding and bleeding. I took myself on retreat in the woods by myself. I ate all the ice cream I wanted. I made myself roasted chicken because that's like my comfort food, like all of that. I leaned into sisters. I meditated. I did a lot of yoga. I used so many of the tools I'm talking about here with you. And then over time, I said, what else am I here to birth? And that was when I birthed Women's Happiness Day, that we deserve a day for us. We deserve a day to learn these tools. We deserve a day. And the way I first ran it was... I had a picture in my mind of women gathering all over the globe. And so I reached out to my positive psychology community and to my newsletter and said, who wants to run an event? I'll teach you the curriculum. And I did it for free. The first year we had 99 events in 20 countries from Abuja, Nigeria to Toronto, Canada. And I created a curriculum and women gathered just like this in all these different countries for two years in a row. We did it. We had about 200 events and and I don't get paid. I didn't get paid for it. It was just me doing this out of the kindness of my heart. It cost me a fuck ton of money and support from my, my staff, my team. But that's just the kind of coach that I am. And that's the kind of leader that I am. I do a lot that I don't get paid for because I just want to fucking change the world. And so I showed up today to honor that vision that I had years ago. And I knew I could show up and not have to fake it with you guys. And not have to pretend that I have a gaz, like boundless energy, but that I could meet you heart to heart and say, I'm depleted. Are you depleted too? Well, here are my tools. I hope it helps. 
And so as you, you may have come today thinking we were going to have a dance party for hours and I could have, but I'd rather be fucking real with you because we're all in this together. We're all in this together. I love seeing this. Wait a minute. Jen, half the world is a clitoris. Why don't doctors study it? Thank you. This organ is completely ignored by pretty much everyone. Medical experts say like, what the fuck is that about? Thank you. Adrian, pain into purpose. Yes. Susan, you're creative as fuck. Thank you. Adrian, you're a fighter, a warrior for joy. I know it, woman. I love it. Lisa, the joy genius, queen of transformation. Yes. Angela, master at building community. That's so beautiful. Thank you, Anne. So much love to me. Katya, you have survived traumas, abuse, painful divorce, losing children. You're still here feeling optimistic about the future and a decent, friendly human being. Well bragged, sister. Thank you. Thank you all. This can be a moment to claim something about yourself. Claim what is incredible about you, no matter what. So I've taken you way over time. I thank you for spending so much time with me today. Here's what I want to leave you with. Well, actually, let me ask you, what are you leaving with? What are you leaving with of what you could do for the rest of the day to celebrate this one day, this one day that I have deemed, because this is the anniversary of the miscarriage. Laura, I'm re- I'm reclaiming me and discovering and uncovering my dreams, my purpose. Beautiful. So beautiful. Well bragged, sister. What are you taking from today? What's either one tool, one aha, one that it's safe to show up authentically? Beautiful. Thank you, Connie. It is. You teach me that. That you're not alone celebrating you and all women. Yes. Reclaim your dream of writing the book. How did I know, Anne? Well, you know, my clients don't call me the woman's whisperer for nothing. I told you, if you just spend a few minutes with me, I'll figure it out. Dad, thank you, Karina. I choose to be happy and not engage in self-deprecating, deprecate, yeah, deprecating, sorry, behaviors when you're near a trigger this afternoon. Yes, right. This is when we have to really resource. So the number one thing that you can do as a woman is your body, coming into your body. What do I need? What do I need? Turning your hips, reminding yourself, like listening to yourself. That's number one happiness tools it's so important it is so important it is a tool to honor each other it is a tool yeah leaning in sisters everything okay beautiful 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 okay such such good stuff okay so i went over i didn't i just decided this morning i'm going to go over all these like different ideas i have for the book okay so good So I thank you for celebrating this with me and I'll have to go back um, because I asked it, but then I was like looking at my notes. So I wasn't, I wasn't even paying attention. Should this be the next class in the women's happy, the Institute of women, like going through these and really diving into these, what I think I might be calling like positive psychology for women or something. Let me know if that's like a thing. I'd have to go back and see like what you all said about that. Cause it could be so fun and so powerful. So anyway, um, so much to come, so much to come, so much to come. Um, how we get in our own ways often, unclear. how we get in our own way is so often unclear. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. 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 All right. Any other takeaways from today? What can you do? 
What will you do to celebrate women's happiness today? What will you do to celebrate women's happiness day to day? What's one thing you will do to celebrate yourself, celebrate women's happiness day? I know one thing I'm going to do. I'm ready now to dance it out. Is anyone else ready to dance it out? Get a good groove song on. You'll have a dance and then chocolate ice cream. Yes. My pleasure to give the tools always. Yes. Take yourself to the beach at sunset. Beautiful. That's so good. Yes. Dye your hair pink to say fuck you to the women that told you you're not a pink hair girl. Yes. Tracy, I can't wait to see your pink hair. Oh my God is yes. Please, please, please. You're going to do it tonight. I can't wait. Deb, you're going to dance in your new purple cape this evening. Once you finish it. Yes. Laura, you're going to move your body. Yes. We all want to see pics of Tracy's hair. So good. So good. So good. So fucking good. Okay. Since a few people are saying, um, so my new song, well, anyone who, if you come to any of my things, you know, my, my obsession is Diana Gordon's woman, Diana Gordon's woman. But, and this weekend, because of the incredible Monica Dominic, I fell in love with Kelly Clarkson's I'm a whole lot of woman. So Tracy, can we play that? I'm obsessed with a whole lot of women. Everyone, 